We still do seven NUFC Matters show a week for free. But if you want to help support NUFC Matters, then there are a few ways of doing it. Hit the like button on each live broadcast and video. This helps the channel grow. Hit the subscribe button and select the all notifications bell so you don't miss a single show. If you want to help us financially, then you can join the channel using this button with the membership starting at $1.99 a month. Or you can drop us a donation in the chat using a super sticker. We're also looking for sponsors. If you'd like your brand advertised on the flies for the show and featured during the ad break, then email john at nufcmatters.com to arrange today. A big thanks to all our sponsors, Skips and Bins. You can find them at skipsandbins.com or telephone 0800 2545 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website, skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Big thanks to Mr. Vicky's Sources Handmade in Cumbria. You can order them from their website, mrvickys.co.uk or by telephone on 01768 210102. A big thanks also to New Workwear. Uh, you can find them at newworkwear.com. They're an agile and dedicated workwear provider. Welcome back as well to United Travel. Uh, they are a UK coaches firm and they are based in uh, the Northeast. They've got 2024 tours and you can contact them on 01670. 632 460 or mobile 0791 4174. Email info at and they've got a website which is There's no strangers on there to us, just people you haven't met yet. Big thanks to them for their sponsorship. Big thanks as well to Media Arts. And they supply all the video technology. If you want to become a member and get a cup, a pen, a membership card and a scarf, then get your smartphone and put it over this QR code. It will take you straight to the membership pack. It's a £25 one-off fee. You can also go to NUFC Matters website and search membership pack to book today. If you want to help the channel, then subscribe to it by hitting the subscribe button. Hit the thumb up under the video to like the video and click share to share to your other social media. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify and other podcast providers. Don't forget we help the food bank on this channel. If you want to do so virtually, go to nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk and make a donation today. The Alan Sheila raffle is back on. 150 tickets, £1 a ticket, win a limited edition signed Alan Shearer ball. End of the day at nufcmatters.com. Gonna learn your luck back and 
and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words that maybe Good afternoon, welcome to Eddie House press conference for the game against Sheffield United this coming Sunday, half past four live on Sky. Those of you who watch my uh, Eddie House press conference each week will know that uh, this is the format. Uh, I just go through the press conference, I've uh, sit and listened to it, I've taken some notes and uh, give you an idea of who've asked the questions um, and if there's anything that they've missed out on the news, hopefully we will uh, fill in the gap. So Razor from BBC Radio Newcastle was first up. He said, you're back from Milan, Eddie. Give us your reflections on it. And he said it was a great result. Um, you know, we haven't underestimated the task and the game uh, internally. It was a tough place to go. Uh, the, the fans made it a, a hostile place to go. Uh, but I thought we uh, I thought we did well. They were the semi-finalists, of course, in the competition last year. Uh, I thought the team gave a very resolute display and I uh, was very happy with it. Um, he then... You know, talked about midweek games and then, you know, how you cope having midweek and then Premier League, midweek, then Premier League. He says, you, you did that yourself, of course. He said, how have you managed? Um, he said, it hasn't been uh, as dramatically different as you would imagine. He said, you know, from, from my perspective, of course, we had, you know, the, the team's perspective, we had the travelling. He says, but, you know, not too much has changed. He says, we're being smart with our with our time and, and, and you know, we've adapted and we've done well. So, yeah, it, not much difference. Uh, Razor then asked him about Jacob Murphy. He said, um, you know, seeing him in the team, he said that was a big call that you made. Um, you know, it was, you know, you know, what, you know, what, what, what did you make of his performance, etc. And he said, look, Jacob was magnificent for us last year. Um, he's a very reliable player. Um, he's good going forward and he's defensively very good. Razor then asked him if he'd seen the uh, the clip of him beaming away, smiling um, as the Champions League music played. He said, yeah, I have seen it. I was sent it. And he said... Um, you know, it, it was great just seeing him sampling the moment and enjoying the moment like a lot of our players uh, did. You know, it's quite a few players who were playing in the Champions League for the first time. So it was nice to see that video. Razor then said, let's look ahead to Sheffield United. Um, what's, what's your views on that game coming up at the weekend? He said, it's going to be a difficult game. It's a tough place to go to uh, any time of the year, any time of the season. He went, they're a good team. Uh, they're direct, they're physical, they've got the athleticism. They're good on the counter-attack. And if we aren't at our highest levels, they can hurt us. We need a Brentford-type approach. Uh, I believe we approached that game well and we got the result we deserved. Pretty much standard fair that for Eddie. Um, you know, when, when he's asked a question about opposition, he's not going to slate them. He's not going to say that they're, they're not a very good team and, you know, they've only got a draw this season out of that Premier League start. He's always going to be respectful. So, you know, I know they've got to ask that question, but it always seems a bit of a waste of a question. But good questions as always from Razor. Keith uh, Downey was next from Sky, asked how Sandro's been. It's obviously been an emotional week for him, returning to his former club. Um, Eddie emphasised that he's still a young player. He said he got a lovely reaction from the, the Milan fans. He says and that, was, that was recognition from them about what they feel about him. And he says, that's good for us because he's our player now. Um, you know, that, um, you know, how well respected he is, you know, from a team that he's just left. Um, he said, yes, it was emotional for him, but, um, you know, all the signs are that he's handled it very well. He can put that experience behind him now and move on. Uh, Keith then mentioned Nick Pope. He said he was man of the match and rightly so. Do you think that his performances over the last two games are a response to him not being selected for England? 
He went, look, it's difficult for me to answer that question. You would need to ask him. He says, whenever I see him train, whenever I see him play, he puts himself forward to do more and more. He's a very highly driven professional. Um, you know, he gives everyone around him confidence. Um, and I thought his distribution was excellent this week, uh, as well as keeping two clean sheets. So vast praise uh, heaped on uh, his goalkeeper's shoulders from, from his gaffer. Uh, Keith asked him for team news. Um, he paused. He went, oh, I've had a bit of a blank moment. But he went, yeah, we're still missing both Joe. So Joe Willock and Joe Linton, as we know, both unavailable for selection. Uh, Keith asked him about Callum Wilson. Is he back to full you know, full fitness again after being, you know, rested, not in the starting lineup for the Champions League. He went, look, we always have to manage Callum's load. We monitor his training. Um, you know, we want him available for every game this season. Um, and, and we don't want him susceptible to injury. Of course, you know, a lot of people would say that Callum Wilson, um, you know, has injury issues and, 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 you know, he's missed a lot of games whilst he's been at Newcastle. So, I don't think anybody would argue about the way that they're managing Callum Wilson at the moment. And yes, he may not be happy if he's not starting every game, but, you know, overall, you know, it's the right way to do things. I think it's a, I think it's a good a good idea by Eddie Howe. He's certainly getting the best out of the player, and he's on a he's on a good run with goals. Um, he then asked about the two Joes. Um, any chance of them being available after the next international break? He went, look, Joe Linton will be back sooner than that, uh, but Joe Willock, yes, definitely, it'll be after the October international break that we see Joe Willock back in contention. Andy Sixsmith was next. He says, you've had a crazy few days with the uh, the Champions League game in, in Italy. Um, you know, what will stick in the memory? He said, there isn't one moment that sticks in the memory. He says, the whole experience in general is something that I'll remember. He says, the support we had. He says, the, you know, the, the thousands who went out there, they really did make a difference. It lifted us at times of the game. Um, and he says, and when we went over to see them, you know, to see their faces and, and get their applause and how, how proud they were of our effort. He says, and he says, I'm pleased. They had a good time, and he says, "I'm pleased that you know we've now got that experience out of the way. It's good. It's a good experience for the players, but now we can you know feel more comfortable going into the next Champions League games." Andy then went back to the Murphy clip. He says, "How did it feel for for you being in the you know a manager for the first time in the Champions League?" He went, "Look, it, it was amazing for all the players." Um, he says, "Some of the some of the players had already played in the Champions League, uh, but others hadn't, and it was a massive milestone for them." He says, "For me." I just treated it as another game. Um, maybe at the end of my career, I'll look back and, you know, and, and say, wow, that was a moment. He says, but he says, it, it, it's all about the players. And he said, you know, now that they've had that first taste of Champions League football, they need to, you know, look at excelling on that stage now and, and winning on that stage now. That's the that's the next benchmark for, for the players. Um, what do you think it'll take to improve at that uh, Champions League level, asked Andy? Um, and, and will you be able to take going into those games into the Premier League and maybe you know take what you've learned in Europe into the Premier League? And he went, yeah, look, he says, you know, the, you learn technical tweaks, you you know, you learn new in-game moments, and yes, you can't take that into the Premier League. You learn about squad rotation because you have to rotate the squad. You can't play the same team every game, um, and you're going up against the best in Europe. So of course you're going to improve, and of course you're going to learn, you know, new things. So you can take that into the Premier League, definitely. He then asked how uh, how much Sean Longstaff had been missed at the start of the season. Um, because obviously Sean was injured. He, he also mentioned Willock, but obviously who is yet to come back. He focused on Longstaff. He said, look, Sean's got unique qualities. He's got a good brain. He knows what we want to do technically and, you know, uh, tactically. Um, he's a positive passer of the ball. He's got a great engine and he's good in transitions and he's a vital part of the team. Well, I mean, 
if he was writing a CV for him, you couldn't get any better than that, could you? And he then asked, what have you made of Sheffield United's start of the season? Well, again, they've only drawn one game. They've got one point. They've lost every other game. Um, but Eddie isn't going to criticise them. Uh, and, and, and again, it felt like a wasted question after it had already been asked. It was just asked in a different way. You know, he, he just said they're going to pose us problems. They're good athletes. You know, you can't drop levels against teams, even, uh, you know, like, like Sheffield United. You've got to go in 100%. So that was the last question from Andy. Dawn Thulis from the BBC was next. Um, she went, we know it's been a milestone for a lot of people. It's been a milestone for you managing the Champions League. And, and again, he said, well, that's not how I see it. Um, he says, it'll be one I look back on at the end of my career. I might see it as a milestone then. He says, but, you know, when you're living the game like I am, you, you know, you, you just treat it as a game and it's a game that you want to win. I want to win every game. Dawn then said he seemed more animated on television in the Champions League than he does in the Premier League. And he said, well, that's not intentional on my behalf to be more or less animated. Um, he says, I want to win every game the same. Um, he says, but in some games, players might need you more or less on the touchline. So, you know, if it seemed like that, then it wasn't intentional. Um, she then asked, is it potentially going to be difficult going from a Champions League game against a team that was semi-finalist last season into a Premier League game against a team that is struggling? And is it difficult to find the kind of consistency to, to adapt to those games? And he went, yeah, look, you're right. It is. It is difficult, um, you know, regardless of who you're playing. Um, it is hard. But ultimately for us, we just have to maintain levels of consistency. We have to aim, you know, aim to be the best we can and the rest will take care of itself. How much rotation are you going to have? Um, you've got Champions League, then you've got Premier League, then you've got Cup, then you've got Premier League. And he went, yeah. Again, he had answered this previously, but he said, you know, we, we can't play the same 11 in every game. So I don't want to make wholesale changes, but there will be tweaks as we go along in each game this week. Simon Bird was next uh, from the written press, um, Daily Marat. Uh I quite like these questions today uh, because a lot of fans have been saying, why aren't journalists asking about the midfield? Uh, why aren't they asking about the midfield combination, etc.? And there's been a lot of there's a lot lot of talk about this. Um, you know, that we've talked about it on the show, but there's a lot of chatter on it on social media and people in pubs, etc. Tonali, we haven't seen the best of him. How can he be improved? Was what Simon said. He says, I think Aston Villa, the Aston Villa home game, we saw a very high level. Um, and that was because he, you know, he had a full pre-season behind him, four and a half weeks of training and games, and, and he'd done some intense work. He says, since then, he hasn't been able to train much. He's had international breaks, and he's also had an injury, which, you know, he, he had to deal with. But overall, he's adapting well, he's very stable, and he's very committed. Um, and it's as simple as that, really. That was his answer. Can um, him and Bruno play together, was Simon Bird's next question. And he went... Yes, they can play with each other. They're both top-level players and they both fit into the team structure. So Simon did ask the questions that we wanted to answer to and Eddie did answer them. Lee Ryder was next from the Chronicle. Uh, have the players had enough time to prepare for today's game, uh, for Sunday's game, sorry? And he went, yes, um, you know, we've had time together, but we, you know, you know from, from our perspective, as, as the manager, we can't measure the emotional effect the Champions League will have had on the players. Um, you know, it has taken it out of us. Um, you know, yes, it's our job to recover uh, and find that consistency. But you know, it it'll be it'll be interesting to see how how the players react on Sunday. Lee then pushed him and asked him how many training sessions they've had, and he said, 
the players have been in today, but we haven't been able to physically train with the people who started the game. He says some of the squad have trained, but the ones who were in the starting eleven didn't train and they haven't trained since they got back. So the training that's been done isn't at the maximum level either. And he says probably won't have a, a full training session before the game. So it's, it's interesting to hear that that's the way that he's dealing with it. Um, he says it would be stupid to, you know, it, it wouldn't be right to, to make the players train at, at maximum level. You wouldn't get the best out of them on Sunday. So I guess we'll wait and see how, how it all turns out on Sunday. Um, he then mentioned Livermento and Hall. He says they both come in. Um, they haven't signed to sit on the bench. When will we see them? Eddie paused and said, yeah, well, you will see them, but I'm not sure um, when. And he says, I like to pick the team which has got the best chance of winning. Uh, he says, Tino's got a tough battle because he's fighting with Trippier for a place in the team. And he says, Hall played no pre-season games. So, you know, he is he is working his way to that kind of level. So, good answers. Uh, good answers. And, and, and again, good questions, I thought, from, from Lee today. Jordan Cronin. Uh, asked why Dubravka wasn't involved in the Champions League game. Eddie just gave a one-word answer. He was un- well, two words. Uh, he's unwell, um, and that was that was it on, on that question. Um, uh, you know, and, and and then said, look, you know, how are you going to cope? You've got a game on Sunday, then you've got the cup, then you've got the champion, then you've got like the Premier League, then you've got you know your next Champions League game. And he said, look, the priority is always the next game. Um, you know, we just look at the physical well-being of the players. We take everything into account and. You know, that's how we pick the team. Craig, uh, who was next, um, he said, I've been looking at the stats and Isaac's only scored one goal in 12. He says, which I find quite surprising. Uh, and he says, I find stats can be misleading. Um, he says, I thought he linked the player well against AC Milan. Um, he said, he has been feeling his knee slightly um, in, in the last few weeks and we've been trying to manage that. Um, he said, you know, but but overall, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the way that Isaac has played. Um I think we can improve in the final third as well, he said. And he says, I don't think we'd quite knit it as well in the final third against DSC Milan as we could have done collectively as a team, not just put, not just picking out Isaac, which which you know why he wouldn't do that. He then said, do you think, we've spoken about it before, but do you think there's a route to playing Alexander Isaac and Callum Wilson together, potentially moving Isaac out onto the left? You've done that in, you know, in games before. And he went, look, yeah, we always look at things. He says, I know that, uh, Alex can play in that position. He's got the ability that if he goes quiet playing through the middle as a lone striker, that we can move him to the left and potentially bring Callum on. He says, but I pick what's best for the team, not what's best for the individual. What is Sandro's best position? Asks Craig. Um, Sandro Tonali, of course. Um, you know, he said, look, I just want him to be himself. He's an outstanding technician. He can play in any of those positions in midfield. He says, and I would also say that, you know, you can't judge a player in a month. Not just him, but any player. Luke Edwards was next. 20 months ago, Eddie, you were fighting relegation. Is context the key, says Luke. And he goes, yeah, he says, look, it's my job to protect the players externally. I says, uh, he says, I think people need to understand the journey that we've been on. He says, it's my job to remind people of that perspective. He says, the relegation fight was a real one and we did very well. Last year, we continued to be consistent. And this year's a new challenge, he says, and it's our job to take the pressure off the players. And that's what we intend to do. What were the problems and what are the problems being in Europe? Uh, or, or do you see them as problems? Are you trying to find positives? And he went, I see Europe and the, the journey in Europe as an opportunity to do some amazing things. 
Um, he said there are some things that you need to find the solutions to, and we will work hard to do that. So, um, yeah, after that first trip, you know, Eddie will clearly find answers to things which he didn't know the answer to, and I guess he'll be able to address that when he goes to Dortmund and PSG. Football moves quickly, says Luke. Uh, three defeats, and it was all doom and gloom. Then this week, you had a win against Brentford. You performed well in the San Siro and got a, a, a creditable draw. If you won this weekend, that would be a good week. And he went, yeah, he says, that's why this game is, is so important on Sunday. Um, he says, the league's forming, momentum's forming, opinions are forming. Um, he says, we knew that it was always going to be a difficult start, but this little block of games now you know, gives us an opportunity to, uh, to change things around. Dominic was next. Um, again, wanted to talk about Tenali. Um, he said, had you not had injuries to the likes of Willock and Longstaff, do you think you would have eased him in rather than giving him a start against Villa? He went, it's difficult to say that. He says, my preference, of course, is to give players a look at how we train, a look at how we play before putting them into the team. He says, I think that's the best way, um, you know, to get the long-term results. But then he re-emphasised what he'd said earlier. Um, the key is not to judge players early. Um, don't write Tenali off now is more or less what he's saying. Uh, Dominic then said, New deal for Callum Wilson was announced last week. Um, any more in the pipeline? Obviously fishing to see whether Bruno's contract has been sorted. Not that I know of, he said. We then moved on to somebody called Mark, who I've got no idea who Mark is. Clearly one of the written press. Um, clearly uh, hadn't been listening to the rest of the press conference. Is it your biggest challenge returning from Champions League to the Premier League? It, it had already been asked in, in a variety of questions earlier. So Eddie just re re repeated the answer. He went, yeah, it's a big moment. You know, you're preparing a short space of time. Um, you know, but I did it in the championship. Um, you know, we played three games a week in the championship. And uh, he just said, it's the emotion and the emotions of playing in the Champions League and playing against AC Milan and getting that result that you can't measure. So ultimately, yeah, you know, we'll wait and see what happens on Sunday. Oscar from the Sun. Um, he then, then said... There's lots of talk about the balance in the midfield. Are you lacking a holding midfield player? He didn't like that question. And he gave a short answer. No, not in my opinion. You didn't want to you didn't want to sign one in the summer, said Oscar from the Sun. I've got three players. I wouldn't want to sign a fourth. Is the midfield working now? There's areas for improvement, he said, but it's close to maximum. Um, there's a constant need to improve daily in all areas. Um, he says, we are missing the two Joes and, and the ability to rotate, you know, other players in there. He says, but Elliot Anderson's there and he gives us a new dynamic. So overall, I think the midfield is very strong. So he didn't really like that line of questioning. And I think he's getting sick of the whole midfield conundrum questions. But, you know, we did want, I guess as fans, a lot of people want him to answer the question. Now we know what his answer is. We've just got to trust in Eddie. Kieran is next. Uh, what will it take to get the last season's levels, he said, which, again, it's a question which is being asked on social media. People feel we're not the same as we were last season, but we've got Champions League football. We've had a tough start of the season. He said, look, potential's high. Competence is an easy word to say, but it's a hard thing to find. He says the last two results will hopefully help our competence and reignite our A game. Uh, we know we can improve. Great. Do you have to constantly evolve? Um, to stop being predictable. And he went, yeah, you do. Um, but you have to take your time. Um, you know, you have to be careful not to lose your core strengths. He says, but I don't think we're at a stage where we, Newcastle United, are predictable. Jason was next. 
Um, are there any ways that you can assess the emotions you keep talking about? Which was a good question. You went, look, we're always talking to players. Players always want to play, but you know, it's our job, you know, to assess whether they're too tired emotionally, physically, and it's our job to make the decisions. But we're always talking to the players. Craig Hope um, uh, went. Well, no, the, the press conference was ended then by Lee Marshall, and then Craig Hope said, "Up, oh, up." Oh. So we got a last-minute question in, which then was, you know, Kieran Trippier. Had his 33rd birthday at the day. It, you know, he, he had an outstanding game in the San Siro. Is it proof that there's life, you know, still life in him? And he went, look, Trips was magnificent against a great opponent. Defensively, defensively, he was spot on. I'm delighted with his leadership skills and he's part of a very strong defensive unit. Um, Craig then asked a question which he asked, I hadn't asked twice because Eddie didn't quite understand it. It was basically, he says, has he said anything about you spending 30 million on a right back? And he, he went, no, he says, look, He's not that kind of player, you know, and he knows that we need a strong squad. Um, but competition hasn't, you know, hasn't pushed him on to, to greater things. You know, he's just performing at his usual levels. Um, he doesn't need competition to produce his best form. Uh, so, no, he hasn't mentioned that. Lee Ryder then said uh, the clean sheet uh, in Milan must have been special for the goalkeeping coaching staff. Do you want to give them some credit? And he went, yeah, he says they were still still in work. He says got quite a big pool of keepers now and we take pride in all the performances uh, of all the keepers and he says and all of our staff uh, are a high level and are, are all doing a cracking job Luke Edwards then jumped in last uh, but not least and said any contract extensions today because obviously last week they announced the whole uh, uh, Callum Wilson thing after the press conference which clearly caused you know problems for the uh, you know for, for the journalists uh, because they, they didn't get the story until after they'd left um, once they'd filed their copy and he went I do get your tongue in cheek question um not that I know of. So that was the end of the press conference. Uh, as always, we're about 30 minutes long. Uh, I hope that makes a little bit of sense to it. Good evening. To, uh, to, good morning to Kevin. He's in Lakeland, Florida. And Les, hi. Cannot honestly grasp the criticism of Tonali since Tuesday, five games in, and he clearly gives us all of my opinion. He was emotionally and physically spent when he was subbed. Uh, everything Eddie asks for. Looking at Eddie's body language, body language in the presser and Emery's today, Emery looks like a beaten man, unlike Eddie, who looked motivated by his team's performance. Great stuff, Les. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to everybody for watching. Give this a like and give it a share, please. Let's get the uh, the message out that we do these videos. I will be back live at five o'clock uh, with uh, George, with Neil, and with Steve, Andre, and Scunny Mag with the three amigos. See you then. Mm -hmm.